Good morning. Next week, everyone's going to be fighting to sit on the edges so they can hear the bass. I doubt it. I doubt it. Hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. You guys all recovered from a, from a lack of one hour of sleep last night? Just? I was thinking it doesn't really kick in for me as a parent yet. Um, our kids, are, we get up at the same time anyway. But I was thinking about it. We, we try to get our kids down early. Like every night, we're trying to have them down by seven o'clock, and um, if we get them a little in bed before seven, like six thirty, we kind of they always comment to me like, "It's not even dark." I'm like, "Yes, it is. Go to sleep." Um, we don't have curtains in our rooms, and so so any bit of light, they're just like, "Dad, it's not night time yet." I'm like, "Yes, it is. Go to sleep." So I'm um, I'm going to lose a lot of my time in the evenings from now on because I will not get them to bed by seven thirty with this weather and this beautiful summer that's coming. Uh, you guys excited? Yeah, it's, it's time to party, I think. Summer is a good time of year. Hey, anyway, this morning, I'm going to just kind of tra- travel on a little bit from what I spoke about about three weeks ago here, if any of you guys can remember, but it was on this, this thought of Jehovah Shammah, that God is in everything. Um, the God who is ever present and who wants to be a part of our lives in every aspect that we do and wants to be in and build relationship with us personally. And so I just shared about a few things and, and all that thing, the Creator um, and His love for each of us and personally how He is so in love and genuinely wants to do life in relationship with us. And the challenge that comes out of that is, is not so much that we understand that God is here, that God is present. But the challenge, therefore, comes out of it is how are we pursuing God as well? The fact that He is always with us can sometimes be an easy, easy way just to relax, and, which is a good thing. But it can sometimes, we can take it for advantage. Like in a relationship, you can be with someone for a long period of time and you can take advantage that they are there. They are always there in a sense. And same with God, sometimes we can just take it for advantage, whereas God wants to continually be in intimate relationship with us, in a man and in a woman, doing life completely and utterly amongst us and in us, and just dealing with the love that he has given us, and not just being left to the side as we go through everything that we do. Um, I was talking to, which which is quite funny, I was talking to one of the girls in youth the other day, and they were telling me about their relationships at school. And they were, they were mentioning that they um, had a boyfriend for about six weeks. And, and just, it was, it was a bit of a laugh. And she was saying, man, I don't even know what his voice sounds like. Like, we didn't actually talk for six weeks, and I still don't know what his voice is, is like. And I was just thinking, but I was like, I was like that's, that's actually pretty interesting. It's pretty funny, but sometimes we can be like that with God. Without realizing it, we can be doing so much and going through life, smashing what our goals are, and not realizing what his voice sounds like, and not actually spending time in his presence and allowing him to deal with the inner us. So this morning, I'm going to try to intertwine a little bit of the two together, and we shared last time about, about Paul and his prayer for us, and the, fo- the fellow believers, and he said this, he said, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. See, his prayer was that, man, that if we could grasp God's love, 
if we could truly understand who he is and how much he loves us, that a lot of the, the things in life would, would just come a little bit clearer, clearer. That if we could just get intimate with him, it would solve so many of the things that we're striving through. That we were created to live in his love above all else. So this morning, I want to I wanna tie it in with, with the word success this morning. Who here is into success? Mate, this is like a Tony Robinson service. <laughs> Come on, like, everyone goes, success, success. No. Sorry, okay, it's church, I forgot. All right, we will get back to it. Um, but what is success? What is success to you guys? Okay, you can, you can talk now. I'll give you like a, a period where you're allowed to call back, okay? Then you can just quiet, all right? But what is success? Come on, like, tell me, what is success? What was that? Achievement. Cool. There's no wrong right answers, so just sustainability is success. Cool. Relationship. Relationship. Happiness. What was that? Getting elected. Were you talking about labor there or? Well, balance. Do we have any Christians here? We go. No, no. Freedom. Yes. Yeah, yeah, cool. Freedom in Jesus. Success. Cool. What else? But no, you don't have to go with the Christian answer. We'll just, just give me your general success. Passing through. Yep. I heard some family, peace, achieving your goals. What was that one? Fulfillment, prosperity. Is that like the first money one? Like, are you guys all trying to be really good here? Like, like come on, like when I first thought of success, I was like, oh, a nice car. I'll be, I'm just being honest. But you guys did very well to hold yourselves back and not mention anything about that kind of stuff. And it was, it was good. Health. Growth. Man, there's some, yeah, there's some awesome, awesome ideas on success. Um, the interesting thing that you guys will find is that when we talk about success, everyone has their own thought on success. Like, I can't actually define success for you today and the fact that everyone is pursuing different things. See, it looks different depending on who you speak to. We all want success in life in some way or other, depending on what our main goals are. Bill Gates defines success for himself by two factors. He says, making a difference and taking care of the people next to you are his main attributes to success. Success is determined by your priorities. Not the person next to you, but whatever you are aiming for in life and achieving will determine what success is for you personally. Could be wealth, which no one mentions, so I'm not going to talk about that one. Family, a lot of family stuff, relationships, social stature, and we had one Christian Christ, they mentioned Christ in there, which is good. <laughs> 
Um, but this morning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and, I'm actually not going to try to talk too long because I was thinking, oh, what's a successful Sunday service? And you guys will be like, a short one. So <laughs> I'm trying to keep the theme going the whole way through, okay? I know how you guys think. All right. But before we jump into it, quickly, we need to just deal with a little underlining, like a little bit of a basis for the whole thing, and just to keep our perspective correct this morning. So, the meaning of success in the dictionary is the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. I love, the, I love the second word there, that the purpose, and in fact, that each one of us in life needs a purpose, that God created us for purpose. Our Creator had a reason for us. He knows our purpose and created us for purpose in all that we do. See, success in the dictionary says to have an aim or a goal and a purpose and why you're trying to achieve it. The meaning, sorry, we would have done that, eh? I, yeah, but the word purpose is a massive part of success. In all that we do, there should be an underlining purpose to it. Whatever we're trying to achieve, there needs to be a purpose. All right, Philippians 3, verse 8 to 9, and Paul here just talks about, a little bit about his success. He talks quickly about how his success has now changed in his view of things, and he says here, I count all things as lost compared to the surpassing excellence of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having my own righteousness from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to him in his death. You see, for Paul, he no longer finds his self-worth in the things that he was once proud of. And he now finds his success, the basis of it all, in Christ. The turning point for Paul was when he met Christ. And then it says here, it says, Paul then began to find, he found in him. And the contrast continues and it says, not having my own righteousness by keeping the law, but the righteousness which is from God. He carries on and says, it comes through faith. You see, where Paul once found success and life and got pride and all these kind of things from, he now says, hold on. I put my trust and my pride is no longer in myself. My success is now in Christ's hands. He does say in that context, he says, hey, I count everything in past reference as rubbish, but I'm not saying this morning that everything that we're trying to achieve is rubbish, but I'm trying to say that somehow Paul understands that he's now taking his eyes off his achievements and putting his eyes on Christ, and therefore Christ becomes his achievement through what he's doing, not his own self, and pride becomes something of an element that is wiped when we learn to put Christ at the center of all that we're trying to achieve. You see, it's easy to get prideful when we succeed. When we do well in life, it's easy to get a bit of a, in younger terms, it's called a big head. So if you're driving around in a massive truck and you're bigger than everyone else, it's, it's easy to drive past and look down on everyone else and go, oh, my truck's bigger than your truck. 
or like, you know, you, you know how it is. Sometimes we can get very prideful of, of my, our abilities or like I'm, I'm a much better soccer player than you or I'm a better something or other, you know, and you, without realizing it. But Paul's like, hey, this transition has come about because I've realized that my life is now all about Christ. It's not about my achievements, but it's about Christ first. And in my achievements, I now give glory to Christ and not myself. And I love the fact that God wants to take away pride from our lives. And therefore, it brings in the element that every one of us is not greater than the other, but we are willing to lay ourselves down and consider others above ourselves and serve because we are no longer prideful in who we are. You see, Bill Gates also says, success is a lousy teacher. It seduces smart people into thinking they cannot lose. There's a really interesting thought pattern in that, and um, I spoke last, last time a couple of weeks ago about the thing that Christ is wanting us to be so in love with him, like in that first instance of falling in love where you are in that place of absolute, like, man, I don't care about the rest of my life, in a sense that I have my first love next to me, and all I care about is this. And when you have that and things fall around you, you realize that your trust and your hope is not in the things of this world but it is in your partner or a sense like that. And when God talks about this first love, it's like, man, we need to learn to put our trust in him first. That these things that we're chasing after, these goals, these aims, this success in our life, no longer become a hindrance or our priority because we now have Christ. And if things fall apart around us, we have put our trust and our faith on the solid rock that is Christ Jesus and not these things of this world. I was actually, the other day, I was at Milk and Honey, just a shout out to what is an awesome cafe. If you haven't been there, Affin Carmo, um, run by some people here, and they do such a good job. If you, yeah, you should get along. It's nice and busy, so which is awesome, cool to see. But I was there, and I was, I was talking to a friend, and we were just talking about, about our journey. And we're talking about a little bit about success and what is success and how do we intertwine God into everything that we're doing? Because we're just like, man, it's so easy to get caught up in this stage of our lives of what we're trying to achieve and our aims and our goals. And he, he mentioned this thing to me, and I want to read it because I think it is profound and it is really powerful challenge for each of us here. But he says this. He said, religion is when we are in church thinking about everything else. When relationship is when we are doing everything else but thinking about God. There's this massive challenge to not be sitting here at church thinking about my achievements or what I've got to do this week or my goals and so forth. But the challenge is in the midst of everything that we're doing is to be able to think about God and that relationship and that all that we're doing God is at the center of it all. Jehovah Shammah, God is in everything, all that we are trying to do in life. See, the word success is actually only mentioned once in the Bible. And I want to look this morning at Joshua and the keys to success for him. And maybe 
Maybe God could speak to you through this passage. Maybe you are trying to, to go somewhere and you are trying to achieve something in your life. You have an aim or you have a God-given thing that you're just trying to just see happen in your life and you're just going for it. And I want to just encourage you this morning as we read through this just to kind of just allow God's spirit. Who knows that God can speak through his word? And as we just kind of this morning, as we just go through this passage, I'll just ask you guys to, to just say, hey, God, what are you saying to me as I'm trying to achieve my success, whether it be family, whether it be businesses, whether it be relationships, whatever you're trying to achieve, I think this has got some great stuff that God would want to speak to each of us this morning about. In Joshua 1, verse 1 to 9, and, and here God is, he's commissioning Joshua, and this is God speaking to him. And it says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, and you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and the... Now, I did not succeed at school, okay? So there's a few little words here. I'm just going to just skip past, you know, just to, to give you... You guys can read it in your own... <laughs> I'm not even going to fail in front of you guys so bad. Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river of Ephrates. Tell me if I'm wrong, just yell it out. All the land of the... So you guys aren't willing to attempt today? Okay. And to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. He's saying, man, I am with you. I want you to be strong in your goals, your aims. Whatever you are trying to succeed at, it's like he constantly says this word, be strong. Go for what I have placed on your life. Go for your goals. Even though God is saying, hey, I have given you all this stuff. He's not just saying, hey, just sit back and enjoy. And He's like, hey, man, I have put these things in front of you. Go for it. Achieve what I've called you to achieve. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe. Here's where it gets down to the the underlining fact of, hey, Joshua, if you want to be successful in this and what I've called you to do, then can I ask you to live by this? Can I say your first priority should be this and this foremost? And he says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then 
you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, the commission for Joshua there is just like, man, I've got something good for your life. I want you to achieve something amazing. He's like, hey, I want you first and foremost to seek me. Get into the word. Seek all that I am. Know what I am saying to you. Learn everything about me. Put me first in all that you do, and I will direct your path, and I will be with you in all that you do. See, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws that my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it from the right to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Continuously meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Jehovah Shammah, the God who is always present. The God who wants to be in all that we do. I love the fact that God wants us to pursue Him first and foremost. As we aim for our goals and success in life, that we will only truly find it when we truly seek Him first in the midst of it. If our Creator is the only person who knows our true purpose, then we'll only truly find our purpose in Him. John 15 verse 7 to 9 says this, I don't want to ask the musicians if they could come up, if that's all right. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to me, my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. See, God is wanting us, firstly, there's a cool little bit there where it says, just as the Father has loved me, this understanding of the love that is for us is, is that of a Father, which is crazy in its sense when you try to understand who God is and how much He loves each of us here this morning. He's like, just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Now I ask you and call you, and all that you do to abide in my love. As we go to smash out life, as we try to achieve all that we've been given in these goals, he's just like, man, can you abide in me in the midst of all that you're doing? Seek me above all else. See, my heart for you guys is that you will do well in life. Whatever that looks like for you personally. Whatever success is for you. But my heart is that you first and foremost would go for God above all else in the midst of this success that you aim for. That He will be the center of everything that you do. The God that not only wants to just be beside you, He wants to be in and through you.
in all that you do. Chase your dreams. Be strong, courageous. Go for whatever God's given you, the passions that He's given you. But firstly, chase God first. Chase God first. Success, the foundation of success is always based in God. The rest, it's a bonus. Enjoy it. If you lose it, you lose it. You should really put it like that. But um, be strong and know that God is with you when you put Him first in the midst of your aims, your goals in life. See, I know you guys have probably figured this out, but we need God. We so need God in all that we're chasing in life. In our family, in our relationships, in our finances, in everything that we do, in our schooling, in life. We just need God to be in it and helping us and striving with us along the way. We need more of God. We need His unfailing love. We need His direction. We need His provision. We need His power. We need His peace, His protection. We need His rest in the midst of it all. And we need His promises for our life. You see, we need Him to infuse our hearts with His love and infuse our life and all that we do. morning I've tried to just shorten a little bit so that we can we can ponder that we can just slow down this morning and the fact that we have come here to church this morning to seek God and as we think about life and all this busyness and all the craziness that it is and everything we're trying to achieve Remembering this, that religion is when we were in church thinking about everything else. When relationship is when we are doing everything else but thinking about God. See, when we achieve this, we bring purpose to whatever we are trying to do. See, there must be purpose underlining all our achievements in life. Be strong and courageous, but abide in me first. These guys are just going to sing this song, and it's an awesome song. And I just asked you, maybe if you can even just bring the lights down. We could do things a little bit different. And um, this morning, can I ask that you guys just, as you think about your goals and your achievements and wherever you're headed in life, can I ask this morning that you, that you bring God to the front? That you bring God to the center whatever you are trying to go for.
See, when we allow God to be at the middle, the perspective of our goals and success so easily change.